Hello and welcome to Everyday Journal number 145, your favorite, most deceptively named bi-weekly legacy podcast. If you want to support the running of the show directly, you can support us on patreon.com slash everydayjournal. Dadem, the clowns are back in town. Guys, how's it going? How's the circus? Uh, is everybody of you all right? We're the monkeys. Oh, that's the police. Sorry, not the clowns. Oh, yeah, yeah, is that yeah. a band? Actually, no, the Arctic monkeys. Well, okay, actually, no I, actually I've never yet. seen monkeys in a circus. Yeah, right? that honestly, it would be pretty fucked up, honestly. Yeah. Like, I always see like elephants and giraffes and lions and things, but never monkeys. You know how like mm. the biggest circus in Germany is Circus <laughs> Krone? I, I'm not. I don't remember. I think they still do animal shows, but yeah. I, I mean, who doesn't? Right. Yeah, I do animal shows in the. But afternoon also, like, the like when was the last time you you actually visited a, a circus? You know, fifteen years ago, I want to say or something, but I didn't even pay for it. <laughs> Like, I don't think I've ever paid Dude, to go to the circus. You were a baby more, 15 years ago. Like, actually, yeah. Like, we were all babies 15 <laughs> years ago. Like, obviously, we didn't pay for the entry. <laughs> no, the, the thing is, actually, I, I remember it was in 2003-ish. And my friend was dating this girl. And she invited him to go. But then he realized, oh, it's not a date. But she's also bringing her sister and her friend's sister and everything. And then he invited all of us as well. Because he thought it's going to be awkward. And then he dropped out, and now we went with this girl and her friends that we didn't even know. Like, like who, who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> and like, and we that's were how told to come first here. We were told to wingman tonight. <laughs> There's no wingman, so this is just us now. Yeah. Anyway, Kai, well, what's up in, in Savatarik's town? My day was, was kind of grim. So what happened is that I made a huge order for play mats with like my, my new paintings. Basically, you know, I, I had like three different types. I was really satisfied with the, um, with the design and, and all that. And I sent them over to a new printing company. Um, previously, like the, um, the previous play mats I did, I, I was still like, I was still in Japan. So I had a, a different shop where I sent those play mats and it, they were fantastic. And now I tried it. I tried out a different store in Germany and Basically, they arrived today, and I got the worst playmats I've ever seen in my life. Custom <laughs> <laughs> no. quality. How many did you order? And like, oh, and like, so I, I made an order for more than sixty playmats. So that's like one. Oh, that, that's like a thousand five hundred US dollars, approximately. You know, I, I gotta that's like elaborate bad. what happened, right? Because so may, maybe shit, some dude. maybe some of you listeners um have already like ordered a custom playmat. Or something like that, because most of the time, like those uh, printing services, they uh, give you the option to print like like one or two playmats. You know, maybe you want to give something out as a for a friend, or maybe you have like a I don't know, like a legacy gang or whatever you have, and you know, you, you gotta like have those playmats ready, right? So I know that every printing company has like different printers, and sometimes those printers have like certain well, like some printers print at a darker, lighter. Uh, they have like less saturation, more blah 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 blah. It's it's all different, right? And I asked them, well, like I, I printed playmates in the past, and like like what do you think? Like are the playmates gonna be like less saturated or darker or lighter? And they told me that they're definitely gonna be darker and less saturated. Uh, by the way, le- saturation means that a co- color is vibrant or not. And yeah, um, you've heard about the concept of colors. Yeah, and they, they told me that they're ab- they're absolutely going to be darker and less saturated. So I was like, okay, well, I'm I'm gonna like just boost up the saturation and make the playmats like way brighter than they are, <laughs> so that the outcome is kind of neutral. You know, if that makes sense, right? 
Yeah. And what happened is that the playmats arrived and they looked exactly like the files I sent them. So they're like way too saturated and way too bright and they'll actually look like dark shit. But do you have one? You can actually know. I I can show one in the camera right now. I mean, I don't know if you guys can, you know. I mean, if you're not posting them on Discord or on Twitter, I won't. Then I, I won't. But them. basically, oh, okay. like this one is like way too yellow. This looks like somebody pissed on your playmat. Yeah, thank you. That was me. No, that was the printing company. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I seriously, like, when they arrived, I felt like pissing on them almost. <laughs> so, have, have you talked to them already? Yeah. So that that's like what I'm, um, like what I'm in uh, between. So I, I sent them an email. Said, "Hey guys, like." You told me specifically that um, they're going to be darker, blah, blah, blah. I, I even sent them like the different types of the, um, files I had, like mm-hmm. the original one and then the one I made specifically for this order. And uh, and now we got like real deep to the it German like customer service account, uh, support, whatever it's called, because they just sent me like a one line text of, so how much did you boost it up? And I'm like, guys, okay, guys that's th- not even the you. point. Like, the point is that you guys didn't tell me the truth anyway so like i i got i got really frustrated today so i went to the gym i worked out really hard for two hours felt really good about myself later then i had like the unhealthiest meal ever which was uh, two burgers so uh like why the hell did i even work <laughs> nice. out but yeah that was uh, that was that was my day so any Dude. any advice for anyone who's also thinking about like pl- pl- printing playmats and things Please don't copy my mistake. I, I hope that I can like somehow like return this order and, and get like new ones. But man, gosh. You know how, how it's going to work? Like I what, think... once you're going to be really big, those are going to be like the, the thought after misprints, right? I mean, how, you know how, how Visions has like the darker <laughs> ones and the brighter. Actually, nobody cares about like a darker and brighter prints of Magic Cards. <laughs> That's one of those things no. that nobody no, ever really cared. You're trying to make him feel better about it though. I mean, that was, a, that was a... <laughs> Yeah, I guess the lesson is get, get a, a, a sample. Thank you. Thank you, Dad. Like, get yeah. one made first. <laughs> I should have totally done that. Yeah. It's, it, it's very helpful advice now, I know. Speaking, I know. speaking mm. of... Well, hopefully they'll sort you out. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. going to figure it out somehow. But you know what? That reminds mm. me, there's like this infamous set called Summer Magic, which is exactly that. Right? Like, it's a... Oh, it, do, it's, do your playmates also say like 1994 on the bottom? Summer playmats. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. I don't even know what's so special about those summer magic cards, but I, I know that they're crazy expensive and only a few people have them. And even basics are... They basically were throwing them out and a couple of a couple of people picked them up from the trash and that's how they survived until this day and that's why they're so rare. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm going to throw out all the playmats out of the window and whoever catches them is going to like <laughs> resell them for like $1,000 or something. Dude, that's a real business yeah. plan. <laughs> and then you'll be like, oh, why didn't I keep some? I, I should try the same. Like, can you yeah. give me the address of the company? Plan. No, I should, I should like, <laughs> Infinite money dude, glitch. I should throw them out and just pick them up myself and go like, hey, dude, I picked them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Callum, how, how's anyway. it going for you? How's London? Uh, it's okay. I, I was going to be a bit doom and gloom. Like, oh, I've had a crazy week at work. And well, it's nothing compared to you two. You've actually got real problems. Oh, um, do I? Oh, no, no I I'm going through a bit of a stretch. Of like, <laughs> <laughs> no, everything's good here. I, um, one of the guys at work's been off who I usually cover, and it's been intensely busy, so it's just been tiring, nothing too badly. I'm in a bit of a period of like Warhammer events every single weekend for the last few weeks, and this weekend is Warhammer Fest, which is a huge, huge thing in Manchester. So I've been kind of just not playing as much Magic recently and practicing for that and stuff like that so still waiting for that uh hopefully yeah. quarter three when chaos defile is gonna have magic online dude seriously like when they phrased it as quote-unquote 
hopefully quarter three. I was like, dude, this is going to be like December or something. <laughs> yeah, quarter past December. I'm like, actually, on that note, like, I'm just playing a lot less of Magic Online, and I don't even want to play Painter on Magic Online. And it's getting really frustrating talking to people about the decks. I'm just like, yeah, in paper you'll play this, Magic Online mm. you'll play this, and then when you're having a conversation in Discord, and then someone says, oh yeah, but I play this, and then you're like, well, do you play Magic Online or do you play Paper? And it's just so much back and forth, and it's just putting me off playing the game honestly like it's not to the extent where i'll actually stop but it's just yeah. i'm getting a bit from, from what i that, like so. i can i can totally see that right yeah I'm, I'm having the same kind of conversation yeah. with a friend of mine every time we talk about something he's like why are you not playing this and i'm like dude this is first of all not available and second of all Gramita on magic <laughs> online like, everybody likes like runs and stuff but yeah. anyway yeah you, you guys you know you, you know what i wish like every, <laughs> like every time i hear those kind of stories from you guys i, I feel like we, we gotta like invent something that can basically record i guess it's like, simply like a, like a like a mic uh I, we need to record whatever we said about a deck and then not, and then we can like replay it to whatever person who's asking the same question because i think like it happens a lot <laughs> at magic events where people discuss decks and strategies and, and so on and like at least 20 times about the same topic throughout the whole day right and i wish i could just repeat myself clicking that button but you can you can truly do that, right? You you put some kind of I, I don't know app on your phone where you have like ten buttons and it plays different so- pre-recorded sound bits. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but somebody's like Kai, so how, should I play like personal tutor Turbo Doomsday or should I play like Doom Power and stuff? You're like click, click, blah 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 blah. blah. Like you come back ten minutes later, and it's like okay, thank you so much. Right. And then your phone is gone. This is why you write a, a deck guide, right? I mean, like you you can't hand a deck guide to someone who's literally standing in front of you at an event, right? It's like here's a yeah. deck guide. Oh yeah. <laughs> piss off <laughs> you can't say that <laughs> no I, I i did that i did that at four seasons justin Gennari came up to me like the day before legacy says hey callum i'm gonna play painter for the first time you have any advice for me i'm like click <laughs> click click i sent him the google doc for my guide and then he top eight the next day you must have gotten uh, like a really big share you, you need you need to have you need to have a you do need to have some yeah. time to look yeah. at them yeah. but yeah but justin is smart enough to understand that right that you you can't give him like the rundown in like two minutes or something yeah yeah, yeah. Man, Caleb, I, I never want to talk to you ever again. I, I only want to have, get those like handouts and links and things from you <laughs> about yeah. anything. Just write some like cards. Just like I'm X and two. Don't talk to me. <laughs> but speaking of Magic Online, like being weird Sorry, compared to to paper right now, it's insane how many paper tournaments we are getting. Like I pretty much kind of predicted this that like the the local scenes would would like flourish again, uh, like post COVID and everything. But I guess that's not that wasn't that hard to predict. But we are getting so many local tournaments that i actually i literally cannot keep track of them anymore like people on monday message me oh i went to this tournament i went to this tournament i went to this tournament all within like let's say two hours uh, of munich or something like dude i've never heard about this tournament and that now there's even a new one coming up in oh, i think landsberg landsberg am lech or something uh that i might go to on sunday that i never heard before and there's well there, there's supposed to be something in ulm but that's something for a different podcast because that's it, it's actually kind of funny. They they just like decided, okay, we are gonna be the German Legacy Championships, and it feels like it's just a normal local event. But let's let's talk about that in another episode when we have more infos <laughs> about that event because <laughs> I still find it quite funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I want to talk about quickly is, in speaking of LGSs, I heard the weirdest story. So there's an LGS, but I'm not I'm not gonna try to dox them because I only have like half the information here. Uh, and they have basically like they allow EDH players, so they have like EDH players at the shop, like most shops do, and those EDH players play with proxies, like not counterfeit cards, like straight up proxies. That's the first mistake: allowing EDH players. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and I'm now joking, there's I'm another, joking. there's an, another shop, literally 
I want to say like four hours away or something. And they threatened to sue that LGS because they are allowing proxies because they are saying, oh, the player base is now gravitating towards your shop and not my shop. And this is like costing me business, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> are you for real? That That is crazy, See, first of all. It's 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 not going to go anywhere. Like It's so ridiculous. But back in the day, you would just be a normal scumbag and report them to Wizards of the Coast and they'd send the Pinkertons around and <laughs> cut off your hands right. or something. But now, like... It's so much more normalized. Yeah, all I know is that um, in order to become a WPN store, you, you have to um, follow like certain rules to to apply for such a status. Because I think once you are a WPN, uh, and I'm no expert by any means, but I think you get like special like bonus treats treatments, like um, early access to I don't know like products and and but maybe like maybe more products, stuff like that. But it is crazy hard to achieve that WPN. Um, mm-hmm standard because like your store has to be super clean you know like nice tables has to be a decent amount of lights blah 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 but also um the uh exclusion of anything that is not official basically right yeah that's right i I was wondering because apparently there's like no proper guide guidance from wizards about how to handle this because whenever you look it up and even like uh stuff from olive like talked about that and he sent me an article or from wizards from 2016 which for all we know is the last time they really spoke on this and that one specifically like says it's about edh wizards of the coast has no desire to police playtest cards made for personal non-commercial use even if that usage takes place in a store so i would think unless you run a sanctioned edh tournament and it's just edh open play i think proxies are completely fine but yeah it's it's i think purposely a gray area so we had well like a, a few things on this topic like so kai you're right you um a wpn store gets like promos and stuff um this happened with where we play our legacy on tuesdays we when we started up after covid again it was proxies allowed and then he wanted to become a wpn store which worked and so we stopped allowing proxies for that but he gets like loads of prizes for fnms and drafts and he got sent one of those um, anniversary boxes, like worth a grand and stuff. So you do get things out of it and stuff. So I can see why stores do want to be WPN. So they get a maybe cheaper product as well. I'm not sure. But um, on this note, there's a um, a big store in Wales. Like it's very, very big. I think it's going to be one of the biggest WPN ones in the UK. And they were going to put on some similar to the London events, like Proxies Allowed, Local Legacy kind of thing. And they had... Uh, wizards say like if you run this we're going to take away your wpn status full stop and they tried to talk to them tried to not bargain but like try and come to some agreement but wizards just like didn't reply straight up so the guy the the people i know who put these events on they talked to me about it and i just said yeah like the store can't run the thing they can't risk that so they had to like change store they had to find a little pub brewery to just change to the night before the event and stuff like that but wizards just flat out sent them one email said cease and desist and then that was it and this was in the last couple of years. So. Yeah, but that was about an event, right? But I'm talking yeah. about like casual open play that's like not sanctioned or anything. Yeah, well, this is why I'm saying it's a gray area because like here it says, Wizard of the Coast has no desire to police play because cards made for personal non-commercial use even if the usage takes place in a store. But like I get that it's an event, but it's non-sanctioned, not on event link. It's something completely different to Wizard of the Coast. Like if this was run in a pub, it's still the same process of like you know using playtest cards and stuff it's it's not sanctioned it's not 
you know, officially wizards. But yeah. Basically, what, I, what I'm reading from this is that it's not a gray area because it's like, uh, if you read the entire t- article, of course, you, you can't do that right now. They, they specifically talk about how like you, you can never have any kind of proxy playtest card, whatever, in, in an event. But just like people casually playing with proxies in a store, which is basically the age, unless, like I said, you run an event, um, then, then I can totally see why you wouldn't be allowed. That li- literally, Wizard says, that's cool. And that's why it's so weird. Yeah, I mean, I still think like there's a sentence here saying fans use pages cards to test out new deck ideas before building out a deck for real and bring it to a sanctioned tournament. Like for me, playing it in another event that's not sanctioned, trying out new ideas. It's not, it's not an event in the first place. Like to me, um, event equals sanctioned and non-event equals unsanctioned. Yeah, fine. Okay, that, that's, that's my reading of it. So LLM is not an event and this event in Wales was not an event because it was not going to be sanctioned. It was just in a store that has a WPN status. Oh, I see. I see. You're saying it, it was unsanctioned. Okay. So is that because they, like you mentioned, they, they have that WPN status or something? Yeah. So the store has WPN mm-hmm. status. The event was run there before. It was never sanctioned. Always proxies allowed. Had no intention of being sanctioned. But Wizards told them to cease and desist. So basically, that, that article only tells half the story. So if you you are a WPN store... Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can see how that puts WPN stores at, at a disadvantage towards like normal stores. But I mean, it all seems to be within mm-hmm. the policy of Wizards. Like if that other store is not a WPN store... And I mean, we're already like reaching for information because we, we don't have that about that shop. But actually, I don't. I know that the other this shop is not This is why I think WPN. it's not clear. <laughs> I, I would know if yeah. they were. You should also yeah. not underestimate like how much of a bonus it is to become a WPN store. I think like, like so many stores... Are are, like are trying literally everything to be um, to get that status because um like it it just it, it's kind of it's kind of like a an achievement or like a, like a rank in like between stores also like if if you know if yeah, you can know. call yourself um WPN and, or not I I know I know but I'm, I'm saying that's like a totally different conversation right because what 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 I find so weird is that one store wants to sue the other store like they, they have like no legal ground for anything here. <laughs> yeah, just, I, so I just think that no, no. Back, back yeah, to the actual I, I question, sh- I think they ridiculous. should just you know like just get yeah. together after work and just get a beer or two, and uh, you know it's gonna it's gonna be good. You're all humans. <laughs> On, we, we can, honestly, we can talk about this. Game of EDH you know? together. It'll go, it'll go really well. Honestly, <laughs> if, if you want my actual opinion yeah. from what I've heard, which which stars are involved, I think one of the stars is literally just like talking shit and trying to like you know intimidate the other and be like, oh, we're gonna come after you, and we have no idea what we're gonna do <laughs> i bet there's something more that's like one of the stores stole like a, a thursday modern night or a scene or like something like mm-hmm. that they took some of their customers and it could be like the fact that whatever this store is is doing something so ridiculous like threatening to sue my assumption then is this they're the, they're a shitty store and there's a better store further away or whatever and everyone's like let's go to the better store and then the shitty store is like why are you stealing our players and it gets even more shitty but this is jumping yeah. to us. And the weird part is like the other stars also like four hours away. And you're like, what the fuck, guys? Like, <laughs> can't you get along? Yeah. Like, what is this shit? Anyway. <laughs> it's one of these stories that you hear about. It's funny to laugh about. And then nothing happens to the stores and nothing happens. And it's just like, you guys are silly. That's what I expect, right? <laughs> That's what I very much expect. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Exactly. Another really, really awesome big news. Kai, we are going to Spain. Uh, Viajar a España. Yeah. I... Uh, I, I, start, I, 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 started, I started like uh, learning how to count in Spanish. Oh, how how, how deep can you count? Oh, like two, two, three. That that. <laughs> <laughs> I start. I, I start at three. Uh, I'm gonna do four to six tomorrow, maybe. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah, you're, getting nice. it's, it's, you're getting uno, dos, and um, 
Tres, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Like, I, um, I think my little niece can actually count further than spoiler you. Spoiler <laughs> alert, though, I have never been to Spain, which is crazy, uh, given is. that I lived oh, wow. almost like 20 years uh, in, in Germany or like in Europe. Uh, I've never been to any part of the Spain. I didn't even know how Spain looks like, honestly. Like, Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, no, dude, I, I, got, I had like no idea. But I, I'm really stoked now. Like I've been to Italy like a million times, but I've never been to Spain, which is really... <laughs> but, you know, I, has there ever been a legacy GP in Spain? Because I can't... Yes, know. 2010, Madrid. Oh, God damn it. I, I was a baby back then. It was, at the time, it was the largest ever, 2,228. In the first three rounds, they didn't have enough chairs. Some people had to play standing up. No way. Are you kidding me? Look at Julian be able to just like rattle off like how many players there were. It was, was my first awesome. GP ever. And I had three <laughs> buys, so I didn't have to play standing up. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, I have so, good, so many good memories wow. of that place. <laughs> that is insane. They've done lots of big GPs in Bilbao as well, I think. Right? Uh, they mu- they must have. I, I, I think the, the the Barcelona and the, yeah. the Madrid GPs are always like super popular. Damn it! What I understand. But yeah, this is cool. I was planning to come to Impact Returns until I have other plans at the same time. Now, I actually the joke is I tried to come, but they're like, "Nope, Callum, you're not good enough. We're getting the two best hosts." Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, you can the- argue about that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason we're talking about this as something special, we are not only going there to Impact Returns in the northwest Galicia of of Spain to. Uh, be there but kai and i are actually going to be commentating right we're going to be commentating the legacy events there's going to be the spanish legacy nationals on friday that's going to be the big legacy event on saturday and i think there's going to be a really big modern event i think the modern event the last time i checked there were close to like 300 players uh the last instance of the event and this year it's nice. the 10 year anniversary of impact returns and uh, dude i've been so excited for this room core uh, who who ran the Four Seasons stream last two times, or, or maybe more often. He's involved with organizing this. And when we were in uh, in Bologna, like we, we started talking like, hey, we want to promote this event. And like I could even imagine just like flying out there as a commentator because it was so much fun for me at Four Seasons. And yeah, long story short, Kai and I, we're going there from the 7th to the 9th. The events are going to be on. Kai, I think you're also going to have like a booth, right? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm super, super honored uh, to have this... Uh chance to you know to be live on uh, on the stream together with you julian because like you know like you and i like we we kind of we we know what's going on you know like we we, we gotta figure it out you know <laughs> hopefully <laughs> I, I'm, I'm super stoked on this famous last words and here. <laughs> uh yeah you're right I'm, I'm i'm gonna be there covering the uh the friday spanish legacy nationals and the saturday legacy main event with you but and on sunday i'm gonna be doing something different uh, i'm gonna be at the same location but instead of the um commentator booth i will be at my own booth <laughs> the Sawatorix booth where people can directly challenge me and where i um sell tokens and my new stickers and hopefully my new playmats that are not that don't <laughs> this is free this is free money everyone yeah, you know dude. this is this is going to be july <laughs> in spain everybody's going to be wearing sunglasses so like even if they are super bright Heck your yeah. playmats they're just going to look normal under sunglasses yeah, just, just, like you, you should be like this is this is special kai style yeah just, just leave them on cool. like for the rest of your yeah. life <laughs> <laughs> but yeah especially inside um, so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be playing any any events there but again like talking to a bunch of people and hopefully on sunday i can connect with as, as much people as possible and um whenever you you guys got a minute or you know or maybe 10 left or so just stop by say hi and uh maybe we can you know get some games done and in preparations for that because because of the direct challenge i also bought an a new legacy deck like an, an entire new legacy deck which is 
completely off anything that I've ever done in Legacy so far. Because for the, for the last 10 years, I've only cast Brainstorms and Ponders. And now I picked up my very first non-Brainstorm, non-Ponder deck. Guys, guess it. The baby's growing up. Thank you. <laughs> Whoa. This is actually like... <laughs> this is really hard to figure out. Like, it's not going to be Death in Texas, for sure. Dude, I'm never going to play a Thalia. You, you, you kind of, you kind of played Elves for a while, but I guess you didn't really own the deck. <laughs> now I do. Oh, it's Elves? Yeah, dude. You're going to be yeah, playing it's Elves. Dude. It's Elves, yeah. dude. <laughs> it, dude it, it's Elves, and I love it. Like, Glimpse of Nature. Dude, I'm in love with Glimpse of Nature. That's like Ancestral Recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love how we like basically so, so is this where i need to pick up a dark ritual i was gonna say because julian's come to painter kai's come to elves and i need to go and get a dark ritual yeah you better now. hurry dude yeah i, I hear heartless summoning is really <laughs> good. oh well you know what i swear to god i just finished building cephala breakfast like oh two days ago. no you're kidding me dude <laughs> so we're going around <laughs> <laughs> oh dude i, I want to see you playing elves like also like the funniest thing to me is whenever i watch somebody playing elves they let us tell me did i do this right did i do that right i'm like Dude, I honestly, I didn't really watch that closely. Because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that you could just do random stuff and yeah, 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 exactly. That that's amazing, dude. I, I I am excited to see you in action. So so people can come to you and they're gonna have like four main deck plague engineers and everything. Yeah, and th- that's when I uh, switch to Doomsday or Seven Breakfast. I'm, I'm nice. gonna have like, that, that's the reason yeah. why I bought the deck in the first place, right? I'm gonna have two decks ready for Legacy, and then I'm gonna ch- um, choose one of them at random, so that people can. I, people gotta have like four plague engineers and four archive traps in their main yeah opposition agent. <laughs> <laughs> no, if anyone wants to beat Kai, play the mono black stompy deck. So you got like main deck plague engineers and opposition. That's agents. actually quite cool. brutal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so maybe we should quickly go over <laughs> yeah. how you can actually come to Impact Returns because Impact Returns is taking place in uh, Naron, which is a suburb of A Coruña. That's like we said in the very northwest in Galicia of of Spain. And the easiest way to get there is you fly to A Coruña. You can also fly to Santiago de Compostela. And from there, I think from, from uh, A Coruña, it's like really not far, right? I think we're getting picked up and that, that, that's the easiest way to get there. There should be a lot of international flights going there. And yeah, then you are in the place where you can win four invites to the European Legacy Masters. The crew of the Spanish ELM, they have put together an overview. And like you can win one slot in Barcelona, one slot in Bilbao, one slot in... What the fuck? Swans this? Sorry, Arcanist Project. I love you guys. I have no idea. But this is it's probably near Santander or something. Uh, so we are in Madrid. but And all of those have one slot. Naron, Impact Returns, has fucking four slots. So if you want to qualify like three times in a row, like just go there and, and I guess you would need to top eight <laughs> twice, the same year twice to, to accomplish that. But come there, hang out with us. I'm actually going to go to Portugal on a um, um, one-week vacation afterwards. That's, that's something I'm super excited for. Never been to Portugal. Heard so many good things. So that's that's my first time for me. Kai, have you ever been to Portugal? Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what is Portugal? What? You know, you remind me of Czech Graylish. Have you ever heard of Czech Graylish? Is that next to Portugal? No, <laughs> yeah, close enough. He's a he's an English footballer. He he was like I think a year ago he was bought by Manchester City for a hundred million euros. Oh, God damn it! And the guy is lovely but stupid as a rock. Like literally, they they had a, a show where footballers had to guess which part of of England their teammates were from, and then they put him in front of a map. And to prepare, they they told uh, him to to show on the map like stick something in which city he's from. And then he kept looking at this and he kept looking at this. And they were like, yeah, which part of England are you from? And he was like, is this England? Oh, dude. I, I, yeah, I think he and I, we have something in common. 
<laughs> this is how I imagine you, but you weren't bought for 100 million, holy, at least holy not smokes. that I know of. <laughs> but, oh, dude. But yeah, it's uh, it's like it's a uh, it's crazy packed at the, the the whole schedule. Like, and you you know, guys, um, there is the the um, obviously it's it's the legacy main event on on Saturday and so on. But there's also like a big gigantic modern main event, and also there are some other formats like you can play Pioneer or pre modern, even vintage. Um, at one of those events, um, it's it's gonna be. Maybe like a small, like a small mini GP of some sort. You know, I'm I'm really I'm really stoked about it. Yeah, the vibe I get is it's like a real eternal focus thing, right? So I've looked at the I've looked into going a couple of times in the past, and now they're doing pre modern as well. I think it's going to be like there's always a big modern event to go along with these kind of like legacy weekends, similar to Four Seasons, but and modern probably will be the biggest, but you'll have tons of people to play like the vintage and pre-modern okay. as well i'm sure yeah they, they, those events are also like scheduled right they're not like pickup um, they also have like eight-man pickup events right player pickup events uh but here they they have like literally scheduled pre-modern vintage pioneer events like when we talk about like how crazy italy is about about legacy or eternal magic in the first place i guess that still holds true but i i think like spain is almost up there like it's it's really up there like the dedication they have in spain mm-hmm. for, for playing legacy and putting on events i think we often don't even hear that much about it like uh i, I remember when they used to have the oh god what was it called like league catalan something in barcelona which always had like these amazing mm-hmm. tournaments and it kind of flew under the radar. And I hope we can like put this one out because in the past they only had, I believe, Spanish commentary. And this season, this year, is going to be the first time that we're actually going to do proper English commentary. At least we try to. Heck yeah. <laughs> like, Heck let's yeah. set the two guys who are not native English speakers. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> also, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tune in. Also, like... Sure. I. I'll watch you. I'll heckle you. Also, I'm super excited to, okay. uh, to get to know more Spanish Magic players in general because... Dude, like, I, I know about Rodrigo Togores and I know about Javier Dominguez and Roncor, and, and that's about it almost. Like, and, uh, but, you know, given those numbers, they, they must have like a crazy big um, magic scene in, in general, like, even for like Eternal Magic. And yeah, I just, I just want to find out what, what's behind those, uh, those numbers. Really. Yeah. And you, you will love Spain. Like, honestly, if I had to move to some place and live there, I think Spain would be at the very top of my list. I don't know. I'd always get like that amazing vibe. Like y- y- we all love Italy and I think you love Italy even more. To me, I think it's it- it's going to be Spain. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Cool. So yeah, 7th to 9th of July, uh, fly to A Coruña or fly to Santiago de Compostela. I also looked up some train connections. I think if you fly to Santiago, I guess you can also do like the pilgrimage to the church and like pray for a good RNG or something, <laughs> if that, that's how it works. And yeah, let, let's make this event as big as we can. I think the last Legacy event was close to 200. The Legacy last modern event was close to 300. Let, let's crack those numbers. Thank you. Awesome. So moving on, we have... Does this qualify as a new deck in the format? We this is the first time Fairy Mastermind has been legal in a big event on Magic Online. And Osiman, yes, 72. 17 2. Actually, how, how does what's the, the the style guide on the pronunciation? 172? Anyway, we don't know. <laughs> uh top eight. Actually, no, won the <laughs> event, right? But he won. I wanna won. I wanna call it like blue-white mid-range, but I guess there's also a red splash, so it's like blue chess guy. But even though the main deck is super blue-white, mm-hmm. this is the main deck is Where pure do we start? I, I guess I'm, I'm going to go over the deck list. It's going to be 20 lands, four sorts of plowshares, four prismatic ending, four brainstorm for ponder, two spell pierce, two dress down, four fairy mastermind, three snapcaster mage, which is another card we haven't seen in a while, 
Uh, six forces, three Narsets, two Teferi Time Reveler, one the Wandering Emperor, and yeah, another a Timeless Dragon. And then basically everything you would expect in the sideboard out of a, of a chess guy deck, like your Meltdowns, Blasts, Surgical, Side Blasts. Fucking is it Staticaster? Oh, come yeah. on. <laughs> I hate the card so much. <laughs> and yeah, he, he Well, crushed... he heard the guy's picking up elves. Oh, uh, yeah, he's going to love it. <laughs> I'm going to drop it. Yeah, it looks like he actually crushed that event. Like this, this like I don't know why you you know how I'm not a fan of control decks, but this doesn't really give me a strong control vibe. I don't know, maybe, maybe yeah, it like be. It, like the deck doesn't really look like it has a, a strong finisher of um of any kind. I'm I'm well, the Wandering Emperor kinda is right. Yeah, it's like the Entreaty Angels of 2022. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> but uh, like Fairy Mastermind pretty much looks kind of similar to like Vendillion Click and those like old um, blue white mid range slash control decks um four is a pretty bold number and i don't know how how much this deck can like abuse the the mastermind ability definitely this deck definitely it's, doesn't run it's out like of a cards. combo with with narset oh yeah it's pretty good with narset yeah you just like activate it on their turns you draw a card they don't and then the fairy will be re- replacing itself as well when when it flashes in against lots of things like the the format has tons of card draw like not on cantrips as well so, like, you know, playing as loads of Baleful Strix decks or, like, Staff of the Storyteller or Fable of the Mirror Breaker or Eight Casts with their Baubles. Like, there's so many things in the format that draw cards, even Elvish Visionary. Like, I think Fairy Mastermind just replaces itself so easily. And then, you know, it's a threat. It's a two-on flying and flash. Like, you know, you leave up your Snapcasters and your Swords and your Spell Pierces. And then later game, like, it's uh, you activate it with a Nasa in play and you're going to get even more card advantage. And... If if a removal spell is played on it, it's usually replaced itself, and only for two mana as well. I think the card is just really good. Yeah, yeah I, I remember Asimandius. I think tweeted actually. I could just open the tweet. It's there. I'm pretty sure he mentioned that it was one of the best cards since like when he played the tournament. Uh, let me check that. Mastermind and Snapcaster were great. I never felt like I needed a basic mountain. See, that's my man, dude. Basic mountain is just like training wheels. Nobody <laughs> needs that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is yeah, dude. I, I'm ex- actually. I just noticed the deck is also called Cheskai Tempo, so he, he hasn't even saved it under control. Even yeah. though I guess it might just be like a random leftover from another deck. But yeah, this is this feels a lot more tempoish than, than like a proper control deck with like chases and shit. Yeah, I two comments. Two com- two comments on this. I think like like first of all, I love how I, um Yuta Takahashi World Champion is finally in a legacy deck. That's 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 good. <laughs> what sucks though it, is that the card is in the wrong deck. It should like I was so hyped to uh, to, to see like legacy fairies, you know, <laughs> like after like a ten year break or something like that. And now people just like you know just just jam it in instead of whatever stuff stuff of the storyteller. And uh, it uh, could be like spell sort of sprites. Not know, that I'm, I'm just saying like give me those bitter blossoms bit blossom back and aged well. uh, spell sort of sprites, dude. I'm here for it. <laughs> Man, bitter blossom has not aged well. That card is that's whoa, a, like, pretty weak. It doesn't even see play modern. <laughs> Biggest problem of Bitter Blossom is started some black. I could also, like, I could actually see it being played in blue, kind of. I don't know. I mean, it's still not good enough, but it would be a lot more playable. Mm. I, don't, I mean, yeah. <laughs> there, there are better cards, uh, but... I mean, yeah. I mean, come on, Kai, be the change you want to see and build fairies. <laughs> do fairy doomsday or something like something like that. <laughs> like, I'm going to do the mastermind thing first, and then I'm going <laughs> to... You know, we gotta both draw a card, right? So I'm so I'm gonna dig into my doomsday pile a little bit, you know, just a tiny bit. <laughs> no, that card is gonna be so annoying to play against. What we are seeing is in in Legacy right now, we have so many different like 
well tundra based decks like so we see this and i think this deck is good we see like more dedicated soft the storyteller decks we see julian's favorite four or five color anorag piles <laughs> with uro and stuff uh we're seeing like fable be played in them finally i think we've said it a bunch of, in the past like fables probably should be played more in these decks but now staff helps it as well there's probably more as well like there's just a ton of different and, in my opinion, viable like tier two plus ways to play kind of brainstorms source clashes decks. It's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So is this something you you would be excited about picking up? Like Callum, you know, I know you've recovered from your like blue whites deck times, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I would be. I have a really weird bias where I love straight blue white decks, yeah. and I'll say that. This is blue-white. Sideboard is different. I can have red cards in the sideboard. I, ha- I hate Jeskai decks. Like, something <laughs> icky about them. I-, I can't explain it. And I don't. I never really liked four-color very much. Uh, like Ooh. Unless they were like Deathrite or Mana Dork kind of Let the hate decks. flow through but, you. But straight blue-white, I still I still love. No, whenever I see like straight blue-white, I'm, I'm like, oh, is this going to be like some kind of back-to-basic shit? Like, yeah. I mean, it, first of all, it looks pretty beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I don't find haymakers fun either. Like I, <laughs> back to basics, and I, I hate the I hate the narsets here. But I realize that it's really it's a really good card, and it works with Fairy Mastermind. But I like the whole. I love Snapcaster Mage, Fairy Mastermind, Dress Down, Spell Pierces. I love that kind of playstyle. So I'm actually looking yeah, up how, how expensive sure. Fairy Mastermind is right now. It's like seven euros, eight euros, something like that. Okay, there's apparently like four different printings. Like, I, I'm not even going to pretend I know which one is which. That's just like March of the Machines, March of the Machines Extra. I think it's going to be good. In March of the Machines Promos, March of the Machines Promos well. version 2. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> That's just normal now, I think. Yeah, it's just like there's only four versions. So, oh, my sweet summer child. <laughs> okay. Um, I was just finishing off, closing off, saying I'm excited to see if Fairy Mastermind goes in any other decks and stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I was thinking maybe it goes into like some some side parts, but I love seeing it actually like making an impact on the main deck because I think that's where it's the strongest because then it conserves sideboard slots, which is like something I'm addicted to. I, I love sideboard slots. Like when I come home, I just like I take up my sideboard and look at the sideboard like, <laughs> oh, so many sideboard slots. Oh, that's so good. Yes, show me more sideboards. Now, there's, there's, there's few things that can get me as excited as looking at a really strong, powerful sideboard. <laughs> so speaking of awesome tech coming out of japan we just had the i believe 22nd god of legacy tournament go down in tokyo that's right and for those who don't know like a quick rundown is the god of legacy is a person there's literally a person who's reigning over legacy in japan and every kai is it every quarter they have a tournament where they crown the runner-up the challenger so you have in this case 239 players playing for a chance to challenge the god that's right which is like the most fucking flavorful thing ever and if you become the god then for the next quarter i think they put up your picture right in the in the tournament hall or something and for the next quarter you play all legacy events for free you don't pay entry oh, which you, is like you you pay, uh, you play any event any magic event for free. any not even legacy doesn't ha- you, you can you can play drafts and things i i i think that's how it w- even works for drafts but uh yeah and any any you know, tournament you know, there would be some people who, are, who would like totally abuse this over, over here Dude, or like I, sign up to every draft drop in the first round. <laughs> yeah, I would probably just just move to the store just like, <laughs> with, my, with my blanket and you, you just, just grind every day. So good. And <laughs> yeah, also, yeah, like, that, you know, I mean, if, if you down. play so much magic for magic tournaments for free, you also you also have a decent chance to keep that title because you played so much magic <laughs> that you got a lot of reps, you know, you, you know what's going on and, you know love it yeah 
So in this case, we had the winner of the Challenger tournament, and that was Takahashi Hirota. Was was that good, Kai? Can, can, can uh, wait, hold, hold on. Would, would you agree? Say again. Takashi, not Takahashi. Oh, I'm so bad. Yeah, yeah, Hirota Takashi. So he um used a deck which is not very common in in Europe, I want to say, or the states, but it is a pretty much like a one of the one of the most loved archetypes in japan which is like you know a rock or um maybe jessica colored like mid-range deck right it's not delver it's a little slower than that it plays also like the good um slow stuff like uro um and maybe some some planes focus it is rock mid-range featuring like tamagoyfs and uros in there but it's still like a little bit of like a stifle wasteland deck and uh you know it does a little bit of this and that and um i also um saw like the interviews and that guy literally picked up the deck, I think, like a day before the tournament because he doesn't really <laughs> play a lot of Legacy, which is really wild to me how, how someone who doesn't really play a lot of Legacy just picked up a deck like this and just, you know, just crushed the whole tournament. And even and he became the god after that because he defeated <laughs> the current god 3-0 and and the, the current god was on a four-color Yorion deck which I believe is a pretty tough matchup for a rock mid-range deck, you know, because mm-hmm. the Yorion deck is, again, a little... A little slower and bigger than you, um, but you got to rewatch yeah, this game. Still even beautiful. Like, you won three and zero in the in the in the finals, right? Yeah, dude. How does it work? Do you play like a best of five with like two match games, like unsideboarded and then three sideboarded? Exactly, or something? exactly. All on camera. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. You have two pre-board games. You have three sideboard games. Uh, you know each other's deck list, but you know them. Um, actually, you do. You no, maybe you don't. Maybe uh, maybe you know after the event, but um, the. The current god has to submit the decklist before the uh, new challenger tournament starts. So you, you as a as the god, you really don't know what deck's gonna be uh, way up there to challenge you. So the Orion mm-hmm. four color player had two containment priests in the main board, so for example, and which was a master read, I think, because if you look at the metagame breakdown, the two most played decks at the God of Legacy on Saturday were Reanimator and Sneak and Show. That is like, dude, that was crazy <laughs> to me. Like how someone had such a big read on, on the metagame because I would never, I would have never guessed that Reanimator and Sneak and Show were like number one and number two, the most played decks. So, wait, 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 you're saying that person played four color control? Oh yeah, there are just two copies of containment yeah. piece in the main. Yeah, Holy shit, yeah, dude. dude. <laughs> you got a lot of slots though. <laughs> yeah. Like the rest of the deck is This you... is this is something that Japanese players just do quite regularly. And I think there's a weird thing where and I'm gonna say Europeans here, like almost too proud in a way to do something so divergent in case it goes wrong and then you look really stupid. Whereas this is just genius, really. Like and sneaker show is pretty popular at these that I can understand as well. Oh yeah. So, so yeah, amazing. Oh yeah, and then speaking of of the four color list, it's actually not like what I would call like anorak pile. This is more, this is four copies of Staff of the Storyteller. I don't know if he actually picked it up as well. Uh, two copies of Leyline Binding, two copies of Prismatic Ending, four swords, of course, two minor misstep, and then only seven planeswalkers, like three Minsk, two Teferi, two Narset, and three copies of Terminus. I, I could actually see how this deck. I mean, wouldn't have the best matchup. Like, usually when when you talk about, like, four-color control against, like, rock mid-range, we would certainly agree that four-color control is, is in a better spot. But this also has, like, a lot of cards that's, that's just, like, trade one for one. Like, what's actually your card advantage? I guess library and stuff of the storyteller? 
Right. And and then Minsk is like the big thing, but that's also going to be hard to resolve, especially against. So there, there are spare pieces. In I mean, here, he, right? yeah, here's this thing thing about Civil Library, right? Oh, like, you know, if you have like a four color Yorian deck with Civil Library and then a slightly faster, like, we're still talking like Tarmogoth, Dragon's Ray, Chandler, Uro type of like mid range fast um, Timber deck. Like, you can, like, how you use Civil Library is completely different, I think. Like, the, the uh, Tarmogoth, Dragon's Ray, Chandler player can easily draw eight every single turn. While the uh, Yorian player, well, not every time, right? Like you gotta you gotta be careful about your life totals, and like that's exactly what happened in like I think the, ga- the third game or so, where there was a silver library, and the Yorian player just really didn't have the capacity to to draw extra cards because there was so much. Like Tamagoyf was no joke. Tamagoyf <laughs> looked so good versus Endurance. Loving Holy it. crap, that was insane. Yeah, we we talked about Tamagoyf in the last two episodes, right? How, how he's back and he's mean and he wants revenge. Yeah. Also, one thing about Tamagoyf, I think when we talk about Tamagoyf, we always think of Tamagoyf as a 4-5. That was like the default for Tamagoyf back in the day. Now, it's rather common that Tamagoyf is a 5-6 because of things like Mistress Bauble, for example, because of things like Civil Library you see more often. More Planeswalkers. More Planeswalkers. More people play Ursus Bauble 2 or, you know, Embry, you know, those Mm -hmm. kind of cards. Stuff of the Storyteller. It's just a lot of different card types that just fuel Tamagoyf. Dude, and bat- battles as well? Not yet, <laughs> not yet. But they were talking about it. They were talking about it. And in fact, like uh, some players even tried out battles um, in in Legacy. I think that was this yeah. Thing. I, one deck I've seen is the mm-hmm. uh, the the deck that uses the battle that basically works like a Green Sun Senate to get Vampire Hexmage into play, and then you can use Hexmage on a battle, and then you get like a giant creature or something like an eleven eleven or if <laughs> you I get remember an eight, correctly. Eight. It's yeah, a big dinosaur eight, or eight, something. Eight. I play that card in Commander. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is sweet. <laughs> so yeah, that's I, I've died to that thing a couple of times already. So I don't know. Maybe that's the thing now. Yeah. But get ready for but, the battles. <laughs> like, but um, but yeah, about the event. I like. I'm so stoked to see more than 200 players. Actually, how, how many did we have? 200 and 239. That is a crazy high number. And like, all I could see is that everyone was so hyped about Legacy right now that. Now that Viplume is gone and expressive iteration, like people had a lot of breathing room to just go with old techniques and like old styles, a lot, a lot of, yeah, just hidden gems here and there. Um, it was, it was really Dude, honestly like when you say hidden gems, like we had a deck in the top four that's you might have heard about this ad nauseum tendrils, and like that deck list is wild. It doesn't show up on uh, MTG top eight. Maybe they're going to edit it on later. But if you actually go to the website and you check it out, it's it's ad nauseum tendrils. Barely, because it also it plays Grape Shot, it plays Pair of Dice Lost, it plays oh it goes back to like the old days like over ten years ago like it plays two Chance and one Silence for protection along with some discard. Uh, it has a Gemstone Mine in the in, in the main deck, which like used to be uh, the the Epic Storm thing like fifteen years ago or something, right? But it's basically four color because it's splashing that white for for the chant effects. And in the sideboard, we see two Touch of the Spirit Realm, one Shadow of Doubt. And one soul partition. And dude, I don't even remember what soul partition does. I think it's, it removes something from the stack and then the opponent can, re- like two mana instant, one colorless, one white. And then the opponent can replay it for like two mana more. Wait, Callum doesn't know it by heart? Yes. Yes? Oh, okay, awesome. <laughs> no. I remember saying that I think Initiative might play this, which sounds really stupid now in hindsight. <laughs> you guys know what, you like, know what I, the, the craziest yeah. part about this deck list? I, th- I think you, you, you guys missed it completely, but there is not a single underground C in this deck list. 
What? And that okay, is good that we have you on the podcast. That is so wild to me. Like Underground Sea <laughs> is the dual land for for uh, for Ethnosome tendrils, and it is completely missing. Instead, you get you know a scrubland, a tundra, a volcanic island, and a bayou. <laughs> Dude, same thing. <laughs> That is so this is, honestly that that feels like like some kind of challenge. Like, hey, can, can you top eight with Adnauseum without the, the basically signature dual land for it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there any water graves? There's no water graves, there? unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was, that was like the first thing I checked. <laughs> but uh, dude, this decklist is wide. So I know the player um, personally, um, Sekikawa. Uh, he has been playing Adnauseum tendrils exclusively, and no other deck. I've never seen him play anything else for. I want to say like five or six years at this point. And the Roman Empire. And like, you know, if you got only this one deck in Legacy, you your deck list might look like this after a while, you know, because like you have literally no other deck you can tune, you know, you have only this, this 175. <laughs> so you, you got to like have like 10 ideas and you got to like just jam all of them at the same time. But honestly, that's so crazy. Like this, this mana base, like I, I'm far from an nauseum expert, so I'm, I'm probably like whatever. This looks like it's asking for trouble. It's like, okay, basic swamp, basic island, basic plains, Busichu, the Mikosynth Gardens, and then, like you said, no underground sea, but what, like this is only four dual lands. Huh? Actually, I, I don't want to call it a budget. So it's like still like volcanic island, but um, tundra, but dude, this is. <laughs> Yeah. And, and to, to add to that, like this player went undefeated in the Swiss, right? They went 702 in, in the Swiss. So basically, seven wins and drew twice in the top eight and lost in the top four to, I believe, uh, was it Blue Red Delva? It might have yeah, been. Yeah, lost to Blue Red Delva, uh, which lost then in the finals. But Kai, help me out. What's going on here? Why do we see a grape shot in the main? Right. So, um, you know, um, you, you already touched a f- on, a, um, on a few cards here. So the grape shot is there to combat Veil vale of Summer still. Like, I think that's, that's like, that's like some, <laughs> that's like some leftover brain damage. I'm going to say the word again. Uh, ever since, ever since the, play, uh, the printed Veil vale of Summer, like if you're a stone player and, and you combo out for, you know, it takes you like five or 10 minutes and the opponent taps one green forest to cast that spell, you will probably just, you probably want to leave the room right, immediately, right? Because it is such a bad feeling and Grapeshot is basically plan B. I think previously we saw a Burning Wish in that slot, uh, which could mm-hmm. get um, a Grapeshot. But overall, like the, the amount of times where you actually need Burning Wish for a Storm spell was, was rather rare. And um, like also having red mana after burning, which was also like an issue, unless you have like alliance or diamond. So there were a couple of like um, issues here and there. Um, Grapeshot uh, did a pretty good job just killing random random things here and there, and also acted a bit little bit of like a second tendrils in some games. You know, we we, we all know about like the old good old grinding <laughs> station from two two thousand. Tendrils into Grapeshot. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> or I rather, mean, I guess Grapeshot. Everyone who knows about like how how powerful two tendrils of agonies are on the stack uh, can probably imagine what Grapeshot does. You know. And, yeah, do, do we even, like, have enough fast? Yeah, I guess we do have enough fast, man. You got four Dark Rituals, three Cabin Rituals, four LED, four Lotus Petal. We got a one of Mox Diamond, I guess, in the four-color deck. Not, not a problem. <laughs> I like how this pair of dice lost. Like, it's probably the hardest card to cast in the entire deck. But I, I wonder if that's a concession to... Or, or rather, the lack of underground sees a concession to pair of dice lost, because that card doesn't... I guess it's still casted. It, it just, like, doesn't help you with the two green. And, yeah, that card is another thing that we can't have on Magic Online. Uh... Our Eternal Witness here is a part of Benny Krub actually won the, uh, uh, I don't know what they call it, like the Rosenheim Legacy Battle. Mm-hmm. And he played a Focular Control deck with Pair of Dice Lost. And I played against him at Etc. last time. And that card was nuts. 
like he, he agreed it was like very, very much win more at the last time and he said actually like it, it actually did something significant and not just win more but what i totally forgot like no matter what you like roll you literally take back all of your lands and in this deck you also take back like all of your lotus petals all of your leds i guess i guess leds you will rarely take back but still this is <laughs> i wonder how, how legit this card is gonna be in storm oh it, it it's it's pretty nuts actually like it's it's passing flames for uh led so to speak um i think it reminds me um of ill-gotten gains a bit like way back in the day when when people um had like passing flames for if you have a bunch of rituals but sometimes you have like two tutor and like multiple um diamonds right and that's when um ill-gotten gain gains oh, kicked I in see. so you can kind yeah, of do the yeah, same yeah. thing if, pa- um, if paradise lost it's been a while since I cast Ill-Got Gains, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, uh, we as a community, like the three of us, going to decide that we're just going to call it like Paradise Lost and not Paradise Lost. Wait. Okay, never mind. Say paradise? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Paradise Lost. Paradise, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. It, it took me like months to actually realize that that's like a play on words. All right. Uh, but even here, like you see in the sideboard, you mm. see like two cops of containment priests, like the same, kind of like the same read of the uh, four color control player who had two containment priests in the main board, right? I, I, ju- I just like every time I see this, and then I see the metagame breakdown, dude, it just blows my mind, uh, my mind how, how people have such a soul read in, um, in the metagame, you know, playing cards like that, like ha- playing hate bears in storm is. Dude, that's really deep. Did people used to play Lavinia for like mirrors and control, but it's a bit different. By the way, in ninth place there is a rug mid range as well, but with four fairy mastermind. That's Heck pretty yeah, cool. Dude. Oh, dude, and four copies of yeah. Stifer, two copies of Seven Library, four days. Yeah, this is it, it's similarish to the first place list, right? It's it's more like streamlined with what it tries mm-hmm. to do. Uh, on that's Murktide Regent. Oh, actually, the first that's the first deck. No, the first deck, first place deck doesn't play Murktide Regent. That's somewhat lower to the ground then. But I guess Tarmograph, you talked about how Tarmograph is like easier to like resolve and, and keep around, uh, whereas the uh, Merktide is, is a little bit harder to make work, especially in multiverse. Uh, not, not so much, but dude, I just like mm-hmm. him so much and I'm fucking love Tarmograph. <laughs> I want to see Tarmograph. Kai, Kai, can we interest you like in playing Tarmograph when else? Do it. I... I just bought two Tarmogoyfs <laughs> last week. See, I can, I can read your I mind. Had to. That's I had to. I had to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> Which ones did you get? Oh, like Future Side only. I So um, maybe I've never mentioned good, this, but good. I only play first print cards. So even if a later print has a better artwork, which I think is mostly true for, especially for like a lot of like secret layer stuff, I love some of those things. But uh, Even for Brainstorm? Ah, no, Brainstorm is the only card that break the rule. It's yeah, it's, dude, Brainstorm, that's only one true Brainstorm, though, and it's Mechanic Masks. That's, that's literally the same for me as well. Yeah, like, I, I'm at the very same exact position. The only exception I make is Brainstorm. Yeah, dude, and no one can stop what, us. What is it, like, D. D Terezi or something from yeah, Mechanic Masks? Yeah, you know all the artists. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm similar as well, but I'm getting less. Like, even I've got, like, some new cards recently. I've got Chromoxes, Incinerium Bridges, Defense Grids in front of me I got this week. And always just like, I'll even pay a bit more for the original ones and stuff. But Mechanium Masks Brainstorm is where I uh, make exception okay, as well. Dude. It's true. Awesome. Okay. So there's also two Blue Red Diver decks. Actually, there's one Blue Red Diver deck in the top eight. And then I think there's another one close. And uh, there's another one in the top 16. And both of them, they actually play Predict, right? We, there's this conversation about like Charter Course, uh, Predict, what have you. Uh, that's going to fill the slot of um, uh, Expressive Iteration. Or do you just like go faster in the first place and not have these kinds of decks at cards? But... Predict seems to be popular in Japan. So should, should Marco Sewald move to Japan? Uh, he, yeah, first of all, he should because the food is nicer. But second of <laughs> all, he, yeah, I think 
but those those slots and and I listened to a little bit of those like interviews um uh, between rounds. It, those slots are still a little bit in the air. Like I've also heard a, lo- a bit of comments about something like a Bone Crusher Giant instead, for example. Yeah, 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 something like that, or even the Bounce Fairy. I don't know what's what's called Brazen Brazen Borrow. Brazen Borrow. Things like that. Like a lot of there's like a lot of room for uh, for those cards. Um, one thing that predicts really good is obviously just countering uh, Mystic Sanctuary, basically, right? Uh, like. Uh, oh, it's yeah, like yeah, one yeah. of those haymakers <laughs> against control where they they put a terminus on top and then you you predict it away. It's pretty awesome. Um, but I just don't think that Delva is solved yet. It is pretty much up in the air. Like the the second place blue red Delva deck doesn't even play the quote unquote regular blue red mana base. It plays a mountain and island main and a snow covered island in addition and three volcanics, no steam vents. Like this deck is, it looks like it looks pretty like. Blood Moon ish to me, but there is no Blood Moon. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, what's going on? Is the sideboard like super? Ex- I guess they have like Brotherhoods, uh, Brotherhoods and uh, Sulfur, even... Sulfur Elemental. <laughs> they have a lot of faith in Death in Texas. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, I can see. Like, when I played this, I certainly understood why I wanted like the fifth dual right. rant, which is why people sometimes play yeah. Steam and stuff. Uh, what? I guess the. Hmm? Go, yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, um I was gonna say maybe the idea is that you grind them all with Predict, but then then again, Predict is just a two of so it's probably not something you build your mana base around. So yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Right. So um there's one deck I want to talk about in this uh, in this top eight, which just again blew my mind. I I, I think I I uh I said it like a million times already on on this podcast episode, but on uh third slash fourth place, there is a sneak and show deck and Dude, you, you guys gotta like check out those creatures because that is wild to me. So first of all, like um, sneak and show, you know, pretty much ca- um, known for like putting big things with show and tell into, into the battlefields. Also, with our sneak attack, right? There's also like fable of the mirror breaker for some, uh, you know, as like an additional like business spell. But the, the core is the same. And now we go over the creatures. We got ten of them, which is already quite a lot, right? I, ten is ten is quite it's quite a lot. The first the first one's my favorite. But it's it's all very normal, right. isn't so, uh, it? Totally so, normal you stuff know, we, here, right? we have Ember Cools and we have a Gristlebrand. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have one Gristlebrand, two Ember Cool, the Eon's Thorn. So that is normal. Just that Gristlebrand is a freaking one-off in, in the deck, which is wild to me. We have a new Gristlebrand, aka attracts a Grand Unifier as a three-off and two Archon of Cruelty. Um, as a way to kind of dodge Karakis things and also keep the board a little bit under control. And then there is this one, this this one <laughs> uh, superstar in the deck. It's Itali Prime Primal Conqueror. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is basically one of the most hyped uh, new commanders <laughs> for for Gruel. One of the- <laughs> That's how it's found its way into like the of top eight of the God is. of Legacy. <laughs> So it's a it's a it's a it's a seven mana seven seven. It's a purely red legendary creature, Elder Dinosaur. And maybe you guys remember like the f- there has there has been an Itali in the past. Has there? Yeah. Oh yeah. I've 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 played an EDH deck with that. It's terrible. But... Right. Basically, what it does is it's like a six mana six six. It's like a six mana six six, and when it attacks, you get to flip a card from someone's library, and you get to cast it for free. But this one sounds Dude, like it's and better. And this, this new Itali Primal Conqueror, it does it on ETB. Um, so 7 and a 7-7 seven, seven Trample. I mean, don't 
care about the mana cost. Um, and when it enters the battlefield, each player exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card, and you may cast any number of spells from among the non-land cards exiled this way without paying the mana costs. And then it has like some stupid 10 mana activatability no one cares about. So <laughs> what I like about this, uh, this deck in, um, so much is that because of Itali, I think this player also increased the creature count a little bit so that he has, oh, a, he has a better oh. chance hitting another, <laughs> another bomb, <laughs> which is like the cutest thing you can do. And then this, this guy just randomly, you know, finishes like a third slash four, a 239 player event. Dude, I love it so much. I, it's amazing. It it doesn't say shuffle your library either, so you can brainstorm or ponder an embrical to the top and stuff. Oh, like you're setting it up like a terminus? <laughs> exactly. Italy is just a miracle for embrickles. Oh, god damn it. Dude, I love it so much. Like, I had to... Yeah. If, right. if I lost to that card, I would be like, dude, what, what the fuck is wrong with the world? But I, I, I'd totally like be amazed about this. <laughs> dude, I think this, this, uh, this card yeah. caused a lot of judge calls, I think, <laughs> throughout the you day. You know what's funny to me? I actually, I looked at the top eight profiles where people are like, where are you from? What do you do for work, etc. And then there was the question, which card from the new set are you the most excited about? And literally half the players in the top eight mentioned Itali, Prima Conqueror. <laughs> They're like, oh, keep an eye on this. Oh. This could be a thing in Legacy. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, they put their money where their mouth is. Right. Uh, at least, at least um, yeah. Ryota did that. I mean, it's, it's, like a, it's like a super upgraded chartless agent of some sort. <laughs> yeah, you'd expect that at seven mana. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah dudes i love it I, I i said every time we go over japanese deck list especially from like the god of legacy but the dudes japanese are wild man and i love it so much like there's not a lot of net checking going on people just use the brain you know the, that's that, that's good this and this ant list is so wild it's it's one of the craziest things but if, like knowing now like the metagame that happened and I don't know. I, I'm still struggling to get my head around it. It's so cool. I, I've been I've been really getting the ant vibe recently. I really fancy playing it. And this is just out there enough. It's just just crazy. I don't say I don't know what else to say. It's just wild. The other decks are also like somewhat out there. There's two eight cast lists in the top eight. One of them is somewhat more I want to say straightforward. It also has the technology that Kai talked about, uh, about splashing green for Procedure Who Endures. It also has Choke in the sideboard. Like, okay. <laughs> Loving that. Uh, but other than that, it's pretty straightforward. Like three copies of Mox Opal. I think usually they play four, but I don't really remember. It also has the line. Dude, Kai, is that the same player that you talked about? Because I also see the life from the loam in the sideboard. This is no. exactly what he told us. Yeah, it's, be, it's, like, not really the, good. it's not the same player, but it is pretty much the same deck list from someone from Osaka it's like a diff- you know they've got their own mm-hmm. component center but yeah really really cool to see that choke tag also that's amazing <laughs> that's what, how, how do we make this work I guess we got like two spy out of industry and no basic islands so okay okay <laughs> and now here's the second version of eight cast that's in the top eight and this one isn't even eight cast right this is just like four cast it has four thought cast but there's like no copies of thought monitor or something in there Instead, we are going all the way up to four Kappa Cannoneer, of course, four Emery to Psy, and then we have like Kai's favorite new card in the format. Kai, take us away. What, what, what do yeah. we see here? We just talked about dinosaurs. Now we got yeah, the sharks. Coming now up. we got. Now we got those. Uh, not any sharks. We got Phyrexian sharks. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Chrome Host Sea Shark, probably one of the um, one of the most like hyped cards, maybe. Uh, pe- people people love this type of card, right? Like a three mana two four flying. It's a blue creature. Uh, whenever you cast a non creature spell, which you do a lot in Legacy, uh, incubate X, where X is that spell's mana value. And incubating means that you create an incubator token with X 
plus one plus one counters, and for two colorless, you can transform this artifact to a zero zero Phyrexian artifact creature. So it's kind of like a like a men- flying mentor ish thing with some extra steps, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. You you can get like really big stuff, right? You got Farsafil, you got Thoughtcast. I mean, that, it also makes sense why you wouldn't have Thought Monitor then, uh, because that one doesn't trigger this one because it's on non-creature spells. <laughs> right. Uh, is this the real deal? I guess we you don't really know yet. I think we mentioned it on on the last cast, but Chrome's host Sea Shark is crazy good at blocking Delve of Secrets. Oh, too far flying, dude. The promise, the prince that was promised. This is literally everything I ever wanted in elves to be able, like, <laughs> give it reach. I don't need flying. Yeah, but this is this is really good there. I think I think this card is really good as well. It's been like a slow grower, like realizing what it can do. But it's one of these like, it's just powerful enough as like a kind of mid rangey value oriented card that just does enough. And then as you say, just getting like a uh, a force of will or a thought cast, getting a five five cost two to flip it over this is probably overkill and the, the other card is not good enough but i really want to play it with urza because with urza you play like a lotus pedal and then you you incubate one with zero counters but then that's another artifact you can tap for mana oh. <laughs> and you just kind of go off and create loads of mana and so you're then generating two offers with these things and so and then obviously you play your thought cast as well and um i don't know if you then play in the led echo kind of decks as well but obviously these decks all just love soul lands as well and two and a blue is the perfect mana cost as you know, Moonstompy's taught us. So, yeah, I mean, I could see more than two being like a, just a very good card in these shells. And I could see different flavors of like Blue Stompy come out of this as well, which are artifact based, but not as heavy into artifacts as eight cards. So they're better against Meltdown and stuff as well. So you're basically um, like, almost like something like Sea yeah. Stompy coming back, which doesn't really care about artifact synergies, it's more about beatdown. Yeah. In a way, I think blue is reaching the critical mass where there's enough things that are good to cast off soul lands. Like you'll play Hull Breacher, the Seed Shark, and then I don't know. Some I want, as I said, I want to play Urza with it. Um, do it. Urza's do it. Probably just not quite legacy power level, but I will. I will. Yeah. So there's definitely. I don't know. I think it could also be played in mid range decks. Just like you don't need soul lands, especially like just play it in decks with swords and force of wills and cantrips and stuff and you, you, you can flip the card over effect. at instant speed, like right? a... it doesn't need to be uh yeah okay so you can do it at the opponent's end of turn okay okay uh so instant speed yeah. and um it flips over as well so like you know if if you cast it any of your opponent's turn a force on their turn you untap and then flip it it's still it's not a new object so you can attack with it the same turn as well <laughs> and stuff oh dude I, I like that this is three mana like at four mana it would be completely unplayable but at three mana this is this is like legit mm-hmm. Right. I also love that it triggers every yeah. single time. I really like think the first so. time we play us, but I, I say that now, like in months from now, I'm like, dude, fuck, ban the shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this bloody seed shark is ruining my format. Yeah, this is this is the future of legacy. Dude, yeah. like flying sharks for fighting against dinosaurs, dinosaurs that get like emeralds and stuff. Yeah. And then somebody is still gonna try to make nimble <laughs> mongoose work or something. I don't know. <laughs> Somewhere, oh. somebody still has like Japanese foil signed, double signed, triple signed. Like, I don't even know who would be the third person to sign your. In the middle mongoose, like Mark Rosewater. <laughs> that would be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and to round out the rest of the top eight, we got a, I want to say, rather straightforward uh, Doomsday list. It has a copy of Ideas Unbound, which had fallen out of favor for a while. Uh, is, is, that, is there anything special you see there, in the, uh, Kai? Uh, 
the the main deck is is all right. Um, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the side, no, no, just a slight bit of criticism. The, uh, the sideboard has um, you know like a tech uh, Callum introduced to the Legacy world. I think a couple of weeks ago. It's the Doughty Voidwalker as a three off, which I'm super pumped about. You know, alongside three copies of Shieldred. So like, there's like there's so many creatures. Even like Thassa's Oracle, like almost the entire sideboard are creatures. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> blue black blue black beatdown here we go like I, i've we talked about this a lot right i've lost my fair share against against these doughty void walker decks with painter where you sit there and you feel like okay i got everything covered except for like two th- uh, three twos hitting your face every single turn heck yeah dude yeah yeah they they go like dark ritual doughty void walker thought sees your fury and you're just like oh my god yeah, that, you taught me that it's you taught me over. to side out the um uh, the furies against at least uh, the reanimator decks because i kept them in over lightning bolt yeah yeah Big mistake. <laughs> yep. and so, yeah. Yeah. Fi- finalists in the top eight. We got. We do. Yeah. It's 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 very weird as well. We should cover it. It's a red green initiative, but like with some weird stuff going on. So it's like seventeen lands, which is quite low as well. But like den of the bugbear in there as well. But then it has like the four caves of chaos adventurer, four unmanned adventurer. But then it has Angie's Ravager, which we hadn't seen this before, and Exocrine. Another one hundred forty thousand card. <laughs> so X Green is oh my god, what does it do? Let's see, I need to it's, see. It's uh, two colorless and a red and X. It's two two, and yeah. when it enters the battlefield, it deals X damage to each player and each other creature, and it has ravenous. Like if you pay four more, you <laughs> that's know, wild, or five more. <laughs> so it's basically like a like a mass remover spell. So like for five mana, it'll be a uh, four four. <laughs> And it'll ETB and do like two damage to everything to each. No, for each for five creature. mana it does like oh you're right it does two damage like it kills itself. Yeah, I'm I'm not excited like it's basically no, like no, the fifth w- copy of Fury kind of. It'll never kill each other. It's kill itself. Yeah, it kills itself. It shoots X damage to, no, 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 to each other creature. Yeah, it does it that it doesn't kill yep. itself. Oh, each other. Yeah, okay. I mean that'd be freaking dude. That'd yeah. be freaking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it also it. But it also comes to play with what one counts on it, where X. So if it's X is two, it'll be a four four. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I totally misread it's... Ravenous. Like I thought Ravenous only did something if you pay five. Yeah. But no, you, you're right. You can actually grow. Oh yeah, so it's it's never really gonna kill itself anyway. This is this is decent. This is not bad. When like this deck creates so much mana with so much fast mana. Cool. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you're just saying uh, that because it's a Warhammer the rest, card. The rest is fairly. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I, I even have an X screen model. It's uh, a. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love the Chandra the Awakened Inferno standard. on the sideboard. Yeah, I like the Chandra Awakened Inferno. Like, just yeah, in that. case, if, if any sicko uh, shows up with like a super, super slow blue white counterbalance predict control deck, you know, they, they, gotta, <laughs> they gotta get their asses whipped with Chandra Awakened Inferno. You know what I wanna see? I wanna mm-hmm. see like a situation where the, the Tiger Initiative player. Place the Chandra resolves it because it's uncounterable. Plus twos to give the control player just one emblem for one damage a turn, and then it gets pyro, uh, hydroblasted, and that that emblem still wins the game in the long run. I want to see that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that card kills pretty quickly. Like I assume you would have something out like Chalice maybe. Uh, so so there's not going to be any blasts flying around. So this is this is just like this is insane. Like, yeah, you're never going to get to... No, yeah, I was going to say, can, can you prismatic ending it? Yeah, six mana, probably not. <laughs> you need to find another color, I guess. Uh, but overall, I'm I'm more on the side of, like, white, red initiative. But yeah, this was this made top eight. This is... It's not bad, Yeah, I guess. That's what I want to say. <laughs> get your X screens now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder how many people actually misread that card. Because I, I, I literally... I tried to read it to you, and I, I made two mistakes on, on describing the card. 
it doesn't shoot itself and it grows. Mm -hmm. And I miss both of those. I'm a horrible player. <laughs> <laughs> should feel bad. Uh, uh, well, actually, X screen's I, coming to get you. I kind of feel bad. I'm, I'm feeling pretty sick um, too today. That's why I think we're gonna close out the podcast soonish, mm -hmm. guys. Do you have anything you wanna mm -hmm. still talk about right now? Oh, are we going to call it a day here? I mean, now that you ask like that, I, I think we can call it a day. <laughs> Dude, yeah, seriously, like, <laughs> no, no, I'm no, the worst it, host no, ever. It's, 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 it's all good, <laughs> The most leading question in the world. Like, actually, actually, I wanted to talk about this for another hour. <laughs> Be my guest, no, seriously. Well, I actually do want to, I do want to talk about the intricate sideboarding discussions of... Um, now that I now I'm done. Okay. <laughs> oh, maybe like okay. maybe like one one little shout out to um to Dukes on Twitch who um I saw in Japan that same weekend. Um, first of all, dude, I hope you had a blast at yeah uh, in Japan. Um, I sent you this link to like my favorite curry rice restaurant in, in Shibuya. Uh, he went to it like straight away. Uh, I was looked pretty good, and uh, also he attended the God of Legacy uh, for the first time. I don't know exactly what his final record was but he um i like how how faith oh five and four five and four okay five and four yeah it's that's not you know for the first time it's not it's not too shabby a lot of people go oh three drop anyway did, did um, he play maverick or did he play naya yeah dude he, that's what he the stick, big thing he was talking he about he sticked on um to to maverick and i saw some feed artisans ah, here and there and awesome. i i like how 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 dukes is so consistent with his deck choice i even remember like his poll like a week or two before where he um asked twitter if she should just you know stick to maverick like he always did does or play something else i don't know exactly what the second deck was but naya depths. naya depths there you go which is objectively a stronger deck maybe but mm. uh you know like this top 16 deck list shows you that you can you can pretty much win with almost anything do even with itali <laughs> dude, yeah, like itali is such a big meme holy <laughs> shit dude Wait, is is that meant to make Dukes feel better or worse? Uh, for better. I that was at least my plan. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying that Dukes should Dukes should probably just <laughs> add Italy to his Naya deck. You know, I I feel like Kai has probably like bought a hundred copies of that dinosaur and he's hyping it right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, how much mana is it against seven? Uh, it's seven mana. Yeah. To and then it has some crazy activated. Yeah, it is totally castable for sneaky. Yeah, and shape. then has has some some crazy activated ability for nine mana combined uh, from nine and a nine and a green Phyrexian mana. Yeah, and then you do get to do something even crazier. But yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, with that, I think guys, we're gonna call it a day. Uh, we'll be back next month. Until then, if you want to support the running of the show, hit us up on Patreon.com/EverydayEternal. Leave a review. Five stars, hopefully, if you like this, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Or check us out on our social media presence. We are at EternalMTG on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, with that, big shout-outs to everybody making this cast work, especially our Eternal Tier Witness supporters, Salvatore Orico, Tommy Hinks, Testacular, Sebastian Holaga, Yem, Sean Dewey, Francis Cooper, Cassandra Davis, Benedict Gruber, and Severin Schwarzuber. And our uh, Vitali, what's it called here? <laughs> Dinosaur Tears, Protoss, <laughs> Victor Benatz, Bachi Bats, <laughs> Scott Monroe, Jeremy Gates, Tom Hepp, Andrew Whitman, Kane, Ian Seyfeld, and Fritz Sternert. Thank you so much, everybody. We are going to be back next month. And if you have any questions about Impact Returns, how to get there, how to hang out there, which tournaments to play, just hit us up. We'll we'll be happy to help, and it's going to be amazing. Everybody, see you. Have a great evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are. Until next time. See you guys. Ciao.